0: Hi. Hello. I'm Holly. I'm Amy. And this is my dignity. I feel like I always sound really monotone whenever I introduce myself. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, no, me neither. Makes me feel weird.
1: <laughs> right, so... This is late episode five. Again. And we're sorry. I've removed I've the
0: recording episode five again. Because <laughs> we're re-recording it. It
1: just... Basically, we recorded episode five and I was just listening to it back and I was like, oh my god, this is shit. Like, I was like, I'm literally depressed editing it. Like, we both sound really fucking tired, like we don't want to be there.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd not slept for like two days when we recorded it. Yeah. And you could tell.
1: And I was just tired, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: We're going to do it again for you because we don't want to put out episodes like
0: that. Yeah, we've done different, like, completely different murders and like, It will be a completely different episode. So we're just
1: like, and we'll do them again. And in your case, again, again. Yeah, one day. (laughs) It's It's one day. It's my favourite one. We'll do a special episode on it.
0: Yeah.
1: We'll both do it. Okay, first things first, I've got pod mods today.
0: Oh, okay, go on.
1: Pod mods are like things that we did wrong in the last episode that we need to correct this time. Yeah. The O.J. Simpson book. We need to talk about that again. Again for us, not again for you. (laughs) The If I Did It book. Last week we were talking about it, saying that we didn't want to buy it because we didn't want to give O.J. Simpson any money. Turns out there's a court case, so the Goldmans get all the money from the book. So So, go buy it. Um, and I've finished it.
0: Have you? Um, I haven't started it. It's
1: literally a confession it's literally a confession it makes you really mad well I like the ending of it as well like the fact that he was going to put this book out I'm going to finish it like he finished it made me I literally wanted to like go punch a wall or something at the end of it like it was really like it ended really unsatisfactorily
0: yeah
1: like the afterword was good but the actual book like the manuscript that he was going to publish yeah I was like what the fuck how fucking dare you yeah, but like, how fucking dare you? That's that was my that's basically my response to it is how dare you.
0: Yeah.
1: So go buy the book. Go listen to it. It's it's actually. It was written by a ghostwriter, so it's well written.
0: Yeah.
1: Just. The but content. the content is shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. Secondly, that clown documentary that we were talking about is not about all of the 2016 clown sightings. It's just about the one. Yeah.
0: This is. I feel like I knew this and I just didn't explain it very well. I, yeah, I didn't get that from what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. It's just about some clown that people used to hire to, like, scare their kids, basically. But it started off the whole, like, movement <laughs> movement yeah. of clowns scaring people across the world. Because we had it in England and in America, literally, like, yeah, anyone everywhere was dressing up as a clown and trying to hack people, and still are, apparently. Brilliant. Yeah, did you see that thing I shared the other day about it being Cornwall? Oh yeah. What the hell? My friend got chased by one. What the hell?
1: Like, as she finished work, we used to work in a bar, so we finished at like really shit times. And she like left at four, or, like four, to go walk down the road to the taxi rank, and then she came back and she was like nearly crying
0: because oh this God. clam
1: had like chased her up the street.
0: What the fuck? You yeah, know what? I'm gonna tell my story. You know, I texted you freaking out yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, do it. Tell your story. Oh, my God. I'm so angry at the world. So angry at the world. So I left my house, and it's probably an eight-minute walk to get to the bus stop from here. Mm -hmm. Bear in mind, I live in the middle of a busy town. Yeah. And during this eight-minute walk, somehow, I'm... So I'm walking down the street, and there's a police officer who's pulled over this car full of, like, five men, who are probably about 55... Or older and they were just gross. I I saw them and I thought they were gross anyway. Not not mm. gross as in like I don't even know how to explain it. Not so, attractive gross, but like not. No, I'm not talking about their looks or anything. Yeah, like gross. They people. were just like
1: gross men. Gross men.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I I'm walking down the other side of the road wearing a. It, I wasn't even not that this should have anything to do with it, but I was just wearing a skirt and a cropped jumper. So like no skin was showing apart yeah. from my legs. Whoop de doo I have legs apparently and this police officer's talking to them obviously pulled over on the side of the road and I'm on the other side walking as quickly as possible because I'm like don't look at me don't see me don't say anything to me because you just expect to get shouted at like it's just a given at this point Mm -hmm. so um, I'm walking down the street and I see out the corner of my eye I see two of the men cross the road behind me and I was like no no hopefully they're just walking somewhere I mean they can't have been arrested because the police officer's not like yelling at them or anything and so I'm like, um, 20 metres in front of them, 10 metres in front of them, and they start shouting at me, and they start wolf whistling at me, and then I literally turn around, and they're like, shouting other shit at me. So I'm like, I start speed-walking, and then I get to this thing, and they start running towards the back of me, and I ran across, a, uh, people crossing, what do you call it? where you have to press the traffic light, but the lights were green for the car, so I just ran out in the road in front of a load of cars, because I was like, I would rather get hit by a car than have these two men catch up with me at this point. So then this, like, group of boys walked between me and the men, and I was literally, like, never been so thankful in my life. And then, so I'm like... Panicking, Like, my heart's beating so fast and all of this. Try and get my phone out my back pocket to ring Saskia to be like, what the fuck? You'll never guess what happened two minutes after I left home. And this other guy crosses the road and tries to start fucking, like, not... It wasn't even, like, he was just being a nice guy trying to have a conversation with me. He, like, walked over and tried to, like, grab my phone away from my ear. And I was like, don't fucking touch me. I'm going. And I was just like, how has this all happened in the space of about three minutes? I thought, what... What is this world? It just makes me so mad. And
1: it really, really pisses me off when anyone, but especially when, like, men and you're a young woman and, like, men feel like they can invade your personal space. Like, the other day at work, like, I had to catch myself. So the other day, I work on a bar and this guy came in and I was, like, sat on the end of the bar, like, trying to... Because I'm in uni and stuff as well, so I was trying to, like, copy out some notes and stuff. And he came up behind me and, like... You know when they like pinch your hips? Oh my god! Don't he did that. touch me! And I had to like catch myself because I said, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and like he was like, basically looked at me like, "Who are you talking to like that?" And I was like, "Don't touch me! Don't you can't touch me! You're not allowed to touch people yeah. like that." And he was like, "Oh, well, you don't have to be like that." And I'm like, "Neither do you! Like, don't touch me!" <sighs> Sorry, it's my fault that I got annoyed. It's absolutely ridiculous. You shouldn't be worried about going out mm-hmm. on your own. And I was
0: literally, like, got on the bus and I was like, I'm going to cry. Did I almost get yeah, murdered? because you texted me,
1: like, I'm literally shaking. And I was like, just let me know when you get in, okay? Because yeah. This is, like, I can't do anything from where
0: right now. I am. I like, like, that's like... never physically, I've never physically been chased down the road before. Jake, Ch- what were they going to do when awful. they got to me? Mm. But the fuck? Exactly. There was and a literal know, policeman standing bit. on the other side of the road. Yeah. Okay. So that's a fun story of what's happened this week. Have
1: you watched Unbelievable yet?
0: No, I've watched ten seconds of it.
1: It's it's hard, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I just couldn't be bothered.
1: Mm, um, could not be bothered is the wrong word.
0: <laughs> well, no, not well. You know, yeah, I'm 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 a very short attention span, so I'm like a ten minute YouTube video is a push for me.
1: Okay, so you have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. Have you seen The Good Place? No. Amy, oh my god. This is literally amazing, like, it's nothing to do with true crime, like, nothing to do with it, it's basically about, Kristen Bell's in it, and it's like, she gets sent to the good place, so, like, heaven, but this is, the last season's come out today, so I'm about to go watch that until three in the morning, after we finish this. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's all the pod mods I had.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Cool. Should we start?
1: Yeah, let's talk about murder. Yay. Okay, who's going first?
0: I mean, technically it should be you.
1: In listener order.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: I am doing The Murder of Breck Bedner.
0: I have no idea what this is.
1: I'm glad. Okay. <laughs> so, well, oh, my sources for this are like Wikipedia, BBC News articles, and a documentary that I found on YouTube. So I don't know. I think it's like Kids Who Kill or something.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe I have seen about this.
1: Breck Benner was born in Surrey on the seventeenth of March, nineteen ninety nine. He was described as relaxed and warm hearted, with a lot of friends who he enjoyed to play online f- online games with, as he was really passionate about computing. Breck's parents, Barry and Lauren, were originally from the United States, but the family moved to England three years before Breck was born, and they now live in Caterham with Breck's three younger siblings. And his younger siblings are like all over all the documentaries and stuff, but I just don't want to name them because i are still mm-hmm. quite young, and mm-hmm. I'm not about that. Mm-hmm. So, the events that led to Breck's death started when Breck joined an exclusive, in air quotes, online gaming group <gasps> with his friends through his church.
0: I have heard of this.
1: He joined an exclusive online gaming group with his friends through his church. Lauren is in this documentary and stuff, and she later described the group as being controlled by an older boy and she kind of knew that it was an older boy because the way this gaming server worked it was like you could talk through your mics but you couldn't see each other mm-hmm. and when she'd like walk in the room like the chat and stuff would like light up and everything and like be like oh hi Brex mum and all of this from all of his friends that were in the group and she could hear them and they'd all say hello. But there was always, like, one voice that didn't talk. And then when it did mm. start talking, it was, like, an older voice, a lot of deeper voice. And then when she asked Breck who it was, he showed her a picture of this young, like, attractive, like, as in pretty, young boy who mm. Breck was. Breck was, like, 14 at the time. Yeah. And she was like, are you sure that's him? Because that that face does not match the voice I'm hearing. And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, mum, like, that's that's who it is type of thing. So, um, obviously she didn't know this at the time and Danes had complete control of the group and he could, like, remove and add members and, like, the younger boys in the group would all, like, vie for his approval and, like, didn't want it to be removed from the group because, obviously, like, if you were in the group, you were, like, cool and all of yeah. that. So, after he joined the group, it was reported that Brex personality, like, his whole personality changed, his ideologies changed, so they used to go to church every Sunday and he started to refuse to go to church with the family. Um this was later found to be like pushed by Danes who was like, You don't have to go to church, like nothing's bad gonna happen to you if you don't get to church. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it didn't matter because if it did, because he owned a business, in quotations. He owned a business and they could be his business partners. So <laughs> Lauren, at this time, well, tell me about it. Mm. Lauren, at this time, believed Breck's behaviour was changing due to the negative influence online, but she didn't know who this was, obviously. So, like any parent would do, she started to limit his access to electricals and the internet. He, She installed parental controls, and she said, you're not allowed to use this server anymore. Like, don't use this server, because she'd grown suspicious of grooming. Mm-hmm. In December of 2013, a family member of Breck called the police expressing concerns of online grooming, and then Lauren herself called the police as she believed her son was in danger. So it doesn't say who this family member is. Yeah. Um, so that all happened in December, and then over Christmas they had like a really good Christmas and he was all back to normal and stuff. Mm. And then she said that she gave him his electric- electricals back like in January. So the worst happened in, on the 16th of February, 2013. So, um, Barry was waiting for Breck as they were supposed to spend the day together. And when he didn't come home, he texted Lauren to see if she knew where he was. Because I think they were split at this point, his parents.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, a few hours later, the then 12-year-old triplets, so his younger sisters. Oh,
0: okay.
1: All started to get text messages. That their brother had been killed. What the hell? The texts were like describing photos of Breck, who was like deceased in the photos, what the fuck? circulating, circulating um, social media, and these were later confirmed by police. Um, word spread quickly, and at the same time that Barry and Lauren were being told that their son had died, the triplets received a text that said, "Is it true about your brother? If it is, it's so sad." So they were getting texts like that, like, all yeah. day before parents even knew. Oh, my God. So what happened was 18-year-old Lewis Danes was the leader of this this online gaming group. Why
0: is he on a Kids That Kill thing?
1: I think it's because he was. it was, like, o- like, an ongoing grooming thing, so it might oh, be that like right, he was 17 yeah. when it started.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he sent a taxi to Breck's home to cater him to bring him 30 miles to his flat in essex oh,
0: God.
1: 30 miles you know that would have cost you
0: when they pay for
1: that well that would have cost like 100 quid at least
0: yeah
1: so um He invited him to his home under the guise that he was going to teach him more about computing, which was his passion. He'd even text his mum the day before, like, you're going to be so proud of me, like, I'm updating all my computer software. And Mm. he was, he thought he was going there to learn more about computing. 24 hours later, he was dead. So... On the 17th of February, 2013, at about 11 o'clock, Danes called 999 and asked for police and a forensic team, which is weird anyway.
0: Forensic team? Yeah,
1: and they played the 911 call as well.
0: Is it weird?
1: Yeah, he's just really, like, it's like dead tone, like no, like monotone. It's not like it was an accident and he didn't know what to do with himself.
0: There's no emotion.
1: Yeah, so he called 909 and said, like, that he needed police and a forensic team. And when she asked, the operator asked what happened, he said, myself and a friend have gotten into an altercation and I'm the only one who came out of the situation alive. Which is a weird way to phrase it as well. Yeah, he doesn't want to admit guilt or anything. Well, it sounds way too rehearsed anyway.
0: Yeah. Jesus.
1: Like... I don't like to talk any say anything nice about people like this, but I don't mean it in a nice way. Clearly he's intelligent,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: He's eighteen years old and has effectively groomed and convinced a fourteen year old to come to his house, right? Yeah. And But then he rings the police and says, Yeah, we got into an altercation, I'm the only one that came out alive. You've not he's not thought the whole thing through, clearly.
0: No. Or, or so, he, like, weird, weirdly wants to claim responsibility or something. Yeah. Or doesn't know what to do now.
1: <laughs> so, he said... Well, exactly. Mm. It's It's just weird. Like, yeah, he doesn't know what to do, but, like, it's just weird. So, Dane said that Brett had attacked him and he had, like, turned and accidentally slashed his throat. Which is... The wrong word that you'd use, anyway, if it was an mm. accident.
0: Um, Whoops, he said, my hand slipped, like, what the hell? What? <laughs> Come up with something Whoops. better. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops.
1: Um. <laughs> so, he said that Breck had fallen face first on the bed, and he'd, like, turned him over, tried to stop the bleeding... And then he doesn't remember what happened after that, but he knows that he stripped down and got in the shower. Yeah. So then she's like, the operator's is like, how long did you get in the shower for? And he's like, I don't know. And then she's asking questions, trying to get out of him what happened, mm. and he's just being really vague. And then she, he's like, are the police on their way? And she's like, yep, they're on their way. I just need some more information. And he goes, okay, I'm going to get off now. I need to go and do my part and hung up.
0: People who hang up on 9 one or nine 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 calls are just, like, guilty as fuck.
1: Yeah, you don't hang up till they get there. No. I've had to call the police.
0: That's, like, your lifeline, isn't it? Well, like... I've had...
1: Yeah. I've had mm-hmm. to call... Uh, well, we had to call the police for the personal ID of E group, but that was a different situation because I had to hang up and I had to come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a landline, so I had to, like, go back to the group. But my mum has been hit by a taxi before and I was there. Mm. and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, and um, <laughs> I had to call, obviously, the police and an ambulance, and I didn't hang up till they got there. Someone else no. was on the phone to the police as well, and they the operator said to me, like, like, someone else is on the phone as well that's there, and I was like, I know, but I'm going to stay on the phone as well.
0: You're like, okay, like, cool, you but, but what, hang the, up. what do you do? Yeah, like...
1: She was like, yeah. she was like, okay. This is obviously after all the all the things gone through, she mm. was like, is anyone else there? And I said, yeah, I think someone else is on the phone, as well. I think they've called the police as well. And she was like, she was like, okay, well, do you want to go? And I was like, no, they're not here yet. I'm not. I'm not hanging up the phone until someone gets here.
0: Mhm.
1: Like you don't hang up. No. It's absolutely. If you are in a like crisis situation and you don't know what to do. They're the people who know what to do. Yeah.
0: You, like, need that.
1: Yeah. It's ridiculous. So... Mm. Um... Minutes after the phone call started, the police got to the house anyway. Yeah. Good. Um... They entered the house. They found clothing evidence. Like, evidence that had been cleaned. So, like, there was a knife in the hallway, but he'd said that to the operator on the phone, that he'd dropped the knife in the hallway. So they found that in the hallway. There was blood everywhere, apparently. Um... They found bundled up clothing and evidence that, like, he'd done some cleaning. And they found that he himself had also cleaned himself and changed his own clothes. But they weren't hidden. They were in, like, a ball in a
0: bag in the side. I guess it's just, like, he was like, oh, this is what people do. It But mm-hmm. he was too young. I don't even know.
1: Well, they also found... Both mobile phones, all the hard drives, including Brex, that he brought with him, um, all submerged in the sink in the bathroom. Like, cool. there's a photo of it all in water in the bathroom. <laughs> it's really weird. If you're weird. trying to get
0: rid of evidence, don't just leave it there for them to find. It's,
1: it's really weird. It's like, if you drop your phone in water, they can still recover shit from it. Mm. Like even at 18 you could someone who's so in like IT aware surely just google it yeah so that was all like in the sink and stuff it's, I'll put a photo on Instagram with it it's really weird mm-hmm. um so it turns out before he called the police he had taken a photo of Brett like after he'd been killed obviously he would had his throat cut so it's a pretty yeah. graphic death as well yeah
0: um
1: to two of Brett's closest friends on that six-person gaming group, which is how the family then found out. (sighs) He later said that he sent it to them to ask them how to do it, how to help him, sorry, how to, like, save him. Yeah. So, but all the police officers and stuff in this documentary are like, this just showed that there was an intention to kill because he was getting off on the fact that he could send the photos to people. Yeah. There was also evidence of a sexual element to the crime, as there was, like, duct tape um, around the room that mm. had been used for restraints, and the clothes had, like, cut marks in.
0: Mm.
1: And, like, when it all, like, was matched up, it was basically shown that the clothes... He was restrained, and the clothes were cut on, him on him, cut off of him after he'd been cut in the throat. Right. But that's all I'm going to say on it, because it's, it's horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. So this all went to trial danes was acting up all the way through the trial apparently um it was like he was in control he wanted to be in control mm. um but he was uh, essentially convicted to 25 years minimum with no chance of parole early however i found this thing online right and this is the kind of like i was just kind of looking into it like the last bit before i um before we recorded so this is literally from like youtube but it's underneath that documentary like in the bio yeah. yeah so it says that since he was convicted posts have appeared on dane's twitter account um yeah saying so this is from the daily mail as well because this is a quote mm. from the daily mail. miss lefebvre told the daily mail that the killer who was jailed for life last year was lying to torment her as he posted online post claiming Breck attacked him first because the younger boy had anger problems caused by his family. She said everything that he does is with the intention of controlling and manipulating people. He is a convicted murderer who is able to use the weapon of the internet to harass my family. He is taunting me from behind bars and the system is allowing him to do it. So it's unclear how he how he posted the blogs and the prison service insists that his cell was searched after the post appeared and no electronic devices were found a spokesperson added prisoners are banned from using mobile phones and social media if they break the rules they will be disciplined and they can have time added onto their sentence well that was added november 26th um and she believed that he posted it then to clash with thanksgiving celebrations on the same day
0: yeah um just leave it be, like... <sighs> Victim-blaming, man.
1: It claims, the post claims, to add comfort to Breck's family by saying his death ensued seconds after the injury in the fight, but the blog then alleges the teenager was subject to, to drunken, abusive behaviour at home, which drove him away from family life and towards the virtual world. <clears throat> So he's a piece of shit basically, but yeah. we, obviously we mm-hmm. knew that. But yeah. <laughs> and that's all. I'm guessing it's an insert from the Daily Mail because it says that she told the Daily Mail, and it's all one yeah. quote. Yeah, yeah. Um. However, there is some good to come out of this. Go on. So Breck's mother has since opened the Breck Foundation, which is aimed at pushing online safety through in, with youths and kind of making sure that they're aware of what can happen what they need to be aware of what they need to watch out for and now she like travels around from like school to school gives talks does that kind of thing make sure that there's safeguarding in place
0: yeah I feel like we had something like that when we were in school but because like definitely didn't happen like beforehand not until we were in secondary school anyway
1: Mm -hmm. and it was it's she's basically now an advocate for victim safety online and to make sure that Mm -hmm. people are kind of looking at themselves, making sure, especially yeah. children, because you don't know who's on the other side. Yeah. You don't know who you're talking to. And be
0: like, be aware of what your kids are doing. Not that she wasn't, yeah. but do you know what I mean? That's just horrible be because you not Be aware of what your kids sure. are doing. Yeah. You don't um, want to be the psycho parent that's like, bans them from using anything because you've got to let your kids learn that for themselves, but also, like, what could she have done in that situation differently?
1: She went to the police.
0: Yeah, and she took it, and she happened. took his stuff away from him, which is like, I don't know. Yeah.
1: You can't do anything else. Mm. So just kind of, she's kind of saying like, be aware of what your kids are doing, but also like, if you have a gut feeling, fucking trust it. Yeah. Trust Trust your your instincts.
0: Yeah. (laughs) This
1: (laughs) is literally
0: what I say every day. Everyone always says that I have really weird gut feelings, but they're always right. I literally had a gut feeling that someone was going to break up with me once, and then they broke up with me. For like. E- we'll cut everyone, out. That's, everyone that's ever broken up with me I just really? know yeah I have this weird thing where I just know some of them have like completely been out of nowhere though that's yeah, I weird know. I know That's weird. it's it's really weird okay cool that was a good one nice. I, I think I've heard of that before well not a good one obviously but you know what I mean yeah I feel but like we should been... stop justifying the fact that we say stuff because people know we don't actually mean a good one but yeah, yeah. it was an
1: interesting one yeah Okay.
0: I don't know if you will have heard of mine today. Well, I hadn't, but I feel like it's quite a famous one. Go on. So I'm doing the serial killer Colin Island.
1: I feel like I've heard the name but I don't yeah. I can't remember what he
0: did. So I've got quite a lot of information so sorry but I'm going to just go through it because it's mad.
1: Okay.
0: Sorry if you can hear pages turning but oh, <laughs>
1: what else are you supposed to do <laughs> read through
0: it <laughs> so colin ireland was born on the 16th of march 1954 in dartford kent his parents were only teenagers at the time and his um he was born in an old workhouse but in 1954 so i didn't know they had workhouses in 1954 still <laughs> did I? yeah so his mum was just seventeen when she had him and his father abandoned them both before he was born. And I just wrote in caps lock Caps Lock, I need to stop saying that in capital letters. Absent father. In caps lock. Yeah. I feel like everyone I do of these now, I just um try and relate it back to how serial killers are all the same. <laughs> Mindhunter. You could be in the FBI. Yeah. Profiler me up. <laughs> Okay, so by 1960, after a lot of moving around with his mother, um, she got remarried and put him into care, which was Why? nice. Just because she
1: got remarried?
0: Yeah. Um, also,
1: abandonment issues from his mum as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've written here Ed Kemper vibes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, oh, I forgot to say, um, this is from an, uh, another Real Stories YouTube documentary. Um, a lot of, like, BBC news articles and just, like, random stuff. Like, news articles from the UK. Um, Wikipedia and Murderpedia. Cool. So... I'll tell
1: you what, can I just... Sorry to interrupt, but... Tell you what's going in my head now. Like, you know that meme of, like, when God made me, and it's, like, a little bit of this... little bit of... A, absent
0: little father. little bit of absent
1: father, a <laughs> little bit of mu- mummy Abundant issues.
0: issues. <laughs> so, in the... <laughs> documentary one of his ex-colleagues describes a time where Ireland told him that one day he came home when he was six years old and his mother had just packed up and left and moved out yeah so um later in his life in 1966 his mother remarried again and he came back to her out of care um and apparently during his early childhood in like the 60s um It said that he'd been, um, spied on and, like, asked for sex by three different men. But there's no other info on that, so I'm not really sure.
1: Okay. So... What, like, his mum's boyfriends or, like, just spied on?
0: No idea. Hmm. But a lot of this information is from interviews he gave. So... After he confessed, there's loads and loads of videotapes of him. So I'm not really sure. I think he could just be giving an excuse because, obviously, when you hear about his crimes, it, it all fall into place. But yeah. as a teenager, he moved to London where his criminal record of, like, petty crimes, like, really begins. So he served time in Borstal, you know? Yeah. For, um...
1: For anyone that fa- doesn't know... Sorry? Just... Because we, I know we've got listeners in America. Yeah, in so. America, it's like Canada, and Austria.
0: Her.
1: Austria. Yeah.
0: Two. From I've not Austria. been on in a while.
1: Two. Yeah. Shout that- out could be real distant family. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. If anyone that doesn't know, it's like a crazy. It's a youth detention
0: facility. Yeah, it's
1: like insane. Mm. Like it's just. It's, like, the worst place you could go for youth attention. Yeah. 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 Like, if you go there, you're gonna... You're most likely gonna convict again, because it's just... Yeah.
0: fucked up. ...shit. Yeah. There's probably a documentary on that. Somewhere probably. you can watch about it if you're really interested.
1: Just Google it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, when he was there, he would often set other people's things on fire. So, In arson... Boston? Yeah. How the fuck did he do that? I don't know, but here we go. Here's another, um, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, with the, the trio of oh, setting shit, things Oh, shit, yeah.
1: But he yeah. the bed as well.
0: Don't know. There's no info on that, but I'm probably... What's the other thing? Are you gonna, ba- are you about Abuse to get onto thing three? <laughs> he hasn't done that, though. Apparently. Uh, that we know he of. might have. Yeah. That we know of. So, um, he was then sent there, sent back there because he was arrested for robbery again. Um... Mm-hmm. But when he was 17 years old, he escaped and then was returned. And then I've written Ted Bundy vibes. <laughs>
1: what the fuck? I've not heard of him. I don't know who this is. Yeah. What the fuck? Who escapes so, Borstal?
0: Um, as an adult, he had many manual labour jobs, like different ones, like over and over again. But now I'm just going to literally give you a timeline of all the times he's been in prison and remarried. Well- so... December 1975, he was arrested for car theft, criminal damage, and two more burglaries, and he was given 18 months in jail. But he was released in November 1976, and he moved to Swindon with a West Indian woman and her kids. Okay. There's no, like, she didn't have a name or anything.
1: She's just West Indian woman.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um... Then in 1977, he was arrested for extortion and given 18 more months in prison. Then three years later in 1980, he was arrested for robbery and given 18 months in okay. prison. Then in 1981, he was arrested for attempted deception. And during this time, he was volunteering at various homeless shelters, but was turned away because he... um was too violent and showered too much of them. Ugh. So, in <sighs> 1982, he married Virginia Zamet, living with her and her daughter near London. Then, um, 1985, he was given six months in jail for, quote, going equipped to cheat, which is fraud, basically. All right. And then in 1987, they divorced as he was a cheating on her. Obviously. <laughs> in 1989, he marries Janet Young, and she's in the documentary that I watched, and she's there like, oh, I didn't think he was like that, that's not the man I knew, la, 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 la. But um, apparently he was very violent and um, lied to her a lot, stole from her. She didn't even know he'd been in prison before. Bear in mind, he's been in prison like his whole life. <laughs> Okay, but um, I guess you
1: don't know. Like, if Gary had been in prison before I met him, I wouldn't know.
0: Yeah, no. So they then separate a year later, and Janet and her kids become homeless, and he moves to Southend on Sea and lives in a hostel for a bit until he then moves into a flat, and this is where his murder start So
1: there are okay, he, so, he's worked his way up then.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. through all these like petty crimes and stuff. So, he is known by the media as the gay slayer, which I absolutely hate.
1: What the fuck?
0: Yeah. So I'm not. I'm guessing he's that. not
1: gay. So it's he slays uh, slays gay people. Well,
0: it's very odd. I'm. They don't know if he's gay or not. Basically, they don't know his sexuality at all because none of his previous relationships with women have worked out, but the crimes are almost weirdly sexually motivated, but also not. What
1: the fuck? That's a fucking... Right, we're not calling him that.
0: No, no, no. (laughs) I'm calling him Colin, because who the fuck's called Colin? (laughs) Sorry to
1: any Collins listening.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... He describes that he wanted, quote, easy victims, so he chose to murder um, gay men as they were often hiding their sexuality from their families and would freely submit to bondage at a stranger's hands.
1: This is fucking so sad.
0: He also said they were less likely to arouse public sympathy.
1: What year is this?
0: In the 80s.
1: So, so he took advantage of an extremely yeah. vulnerable group of people, and was yeah. like, "Oh, it's okay. No one's going to care."
0: Yeah. Well,
1: people so, fucking care. Surprise, also... bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he also prepared a weird sort of murder kit where he kept like rope, knives, um, and a change of clothes in a bag. Where he so he'd go to this pub called the Col Colhan Gay Pub. Mm. So his first victim was Peter Walker, a, chor- a 45-year-old choreographer. So he he was approached by Peter in the pub, and then they both got a cab back to his Battersea apartment. Um, Colin put on gloves during the journey there, and Peter was willingly bound and gagged. Colin then beat him and suffocated him to death with a plastic bag over the head. So after the death, he cleaned the apartment, and in doing so, he found out that a Peter was actually HIV positive. So um, he got really angry about this and he left him with a condom stuffed in his mouth and he left a teddy, teddy bears in a 69 position on the body. He also stayed in the flat overnight to avoid detection. And later rang the Samaritans to alert them of his dogs that he left locked in his apartment. So they found the body that way. So he
1: anonymously tipped them?
0: Yeah. So... Two months later, when this had all calmed down, he went back to the same pub to pick up his next victim, Christopher Dunn, who was a librarian and was 37 years old. So he was winningly handcuffed down, wearing a body harness, and he again beat and suffocated him. But before he died, he demanded for his bank details so he could, quote, reimburse himself for his expense. So six days after this.
1: Mm
0: is victim number three, 35-year-old Peter Bradley III, who's the son of a serving US congressman at the time. So they go back to his flat in Kensington, and he's not into like S&M or anything like that. So he basically convinces him to be tied up, and he then tortures him for his bank information, waited till he was asleep, and then strangled him with a noose. He left a weird doll on the body of the corpse this time, and by the time Bradley was found by the police, they still hadn't connected these killings.
1: Why does he keep leaving
0: dolls on them? I don't know, it's really weird. I think he just wanted to be known as a famous serial killer. Because this was his New Year's resolution. To become a serial killer. Yeah, I'm not even joking you. So, three days after this... He's angry because there's been no publicity about him, and he takes his fourth victim, Andrew Collier, who's a 33-year-old house warden. Um, so he goes back to his flat again, he ties him up, asks him for his bank details, but he refuses to comply, so he strangles him without finding them. But he also, when cleaning the apartment, finds out he was HIV positive, so leaves a condom on him, and... Um, calls the police angrily to ask why they haven't linked any of the previous murders together. But this is the scene where he leaves his fingerprints.
1: Okay, so he's a dumbass, and also he's a bigger dumbass, so for I fucking ring them up and be like, oh, yeah. why haven't you linked these? By the yeah. way, here's a fingerprint so you can identify me from all the times <laughs> I've been in prison.
0: Yeah. So, victim number five and the final victim is called Emmanuel Spiritti. He's a Maltese chef, and he's 41 years old. He again goes back to his um apartment, but this guy, couldn't, he couldn't get his bank details from his, him either. But he struggles him with the noose. Then he sets fire to the flat and calls the police and is like, Hi, I think this is the last one I'm going to kill. And just hangs up.
1: <laughs> He's uh, the
0: weirdest, weirdest guy.
1: That's so, that's really, that's weird.
0: Yeah. So finally, security footage links him to this final victim, and he calls the police himself because he recognizes himself on this when it's shown. And he's like, Oh, yeah, that's me, but I left him with another man in his apartment. And the police are like, Uh, what the fuck? Take his fingerprints and they match the other scene. So they're like, Okay, we've got our guy. So when he's in custody, cust- custody, cust- custody. <laughs> He um, confesses to the police in a series of chilling video recordings. So.
1: These on YouTube?
0: They're all on the documentary and on YouTube, yeah. They are fucked up. I wrote down one, one quote. He said, well, if I hadn't been approached in the pub, I probably wouldn't have just gone and done this. I probably would have just gone on my way.
1: So he's like... So they approached him, so it's their yeah, fault. Yeah, it's their fault,
0: yeah. Right. <laughs> so... yeah. you, fucking dickhead. In 1993, he's... Given five life sentences with no possibility of parole, and in two thousand and six, his name was appeared on a list with other th- with thirty five others from the Home Office who are, will never be released. You know the list you were talking about. Ah, oh. yeah, there's thirty five people on it, and he's one of them.
1: And it, but it's not going to be released.
0: The people who would never be able to get out of jail. Yeah. Yeah, he's on there too.
1: Yeah, but did you just say as well that, which will never be released?
0: No, oh, I they will never, the be list, released. will
1: never be released.
0: No, they will never be released.
1: Sorry, but
0: brain fart. <laughs> he he died in February twenty first, twenty twelve, in Wakefield Prison of pulmonary fibrosis. Why are they all in Wakefield? I know they put them all in there, don't they? <laughs> are there no other big prisons? Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't. I didn't know about him, and I'd I'd say he's pretty like prolific
1: yeah what the for hell UK. i think i've written down his name to like do mm. like just off wikipedia like serial killers like britain serial killers
0: the thing is the thing that fucks fucks with me most is that he kills one guy waits two months then he waits six days then he waits three days and then he waits like one day
1: so he's speeding up that's normal though
0: as in yeah but that rapidly
1: it I me mean, it shows like erratic behavior if they speed it up that quickly
0: I, to be honest, think he was doing it because he wasn't getting any attention, because of because the they weren't linked link together them. and no.
1: the media weren't covering it. And, stuff.
0: and I don't know if he was really sexually motivated, but like he put two teddies on one of them in a sixty-nine position. But I think he was just trying to fuck with them, yeah, and embarrass that, them. That's
1: just like that's like a signature thing that like serial killers have got. They've got to get creative, apparently. and, like, yeah, like the I think he's killer, a bit of a cat like that, that like. He's a yeah, bit of like, a
0: copycat killer.
1: Yeah, like, he's leaving something there so that when it goes into the press, which it never did, thank God,
0: but mm. when it
1: goes into the press, they're like, they could call him, I don't know, like, the stuff.
0: The gay animal. slayer.
1: No, we're not calling him that. Because that's... Fucking a, a, it's fucking unimaginative, so whoever came up with that needs to get fucking fired. And B, like... I just, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Mm. Don't call him a
1: slayer, because that's exactly what they want.
0: Yeah. Crazy,
1: though.
0: Love a guy from Kent.
1: All the crazy ones are from Kent.
0: Yeah. But, yeah.
1: Well, that's weird that I've not heard heard about that.
0: I know, I was shocked as well.
1: See, this is why we cover UK serial killers, Mm. because there's some shit here that even we don't know about.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. So, do you want to end on something that's happened good for you this week?
0: I got a job today. Oh, where? Just at uni, showing people around campus and stuff. But Oh, cool. Unis pay well, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a really good thing. Yeah, well done. Thanks. You, how's starting your... Degree? Master's?
1: <laughs> yeah, I start my Master's this week.
0: Mm, how exciting.
1: It is, actually. I'm really, like... Next week's, like... It's been, like, induction the past three days, so mm. next week is, like, properly getting stuck in with it, and I'm really excited about it. That's fun. And, like, my lecturers and stuff are, like, hilarious.
0: I can't wait to start uni again. I'm so bored. It's,
1: I can't wait to, like, properly get in stuck in with it on Monday, because, like, I love... Mm. I love all of that stuff. You know I love all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of that stuff.
0: Being but... the nerds we are. Can't wait to learn.
1: <laughs> yeah, and today I went to York Chocolate Factory. Mm. And I got to do like
0: all the history of chocolate. That's fun.
1: It is. It's, it was alright.
0: Was that just like, they put it on for fun or something? That's pretty yeah. cool though. I'm also excited because one of my friends is coming down this weekend who I haven't seen, haven't seen for months, who lives in Sheffield now.
1: And she's arriving in four minutes' time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's very okay, exciting.
1: Well, we hope that you've signed the petition. That's in the information thing, and it's on our Twitter. It's, it's our pin tweet on Twitter. Mhm. Um. So our is trying to get all of the the signatures up to a hundred thousand, and it was only started like two days ago, and mm-hmm. it's up to ten thousand already. Yeah, so... I signed
0: it on the day. On the day. Good. Yeah.
1: So it's up Ugh. to 10,000. It literally, it doesn't ask you to sign up for anything. All you've got to do is put your email in and then it sends you an email just to verify that it's an actual email account and mm-hmm. it's not just a bot doing it for them. Yeah. Um, but it's really important and it's like a really, you'll hear about how big of a deal it is in mm-hmm. the second episode that we've done, but it's, it's important. I think it's really important. It's really important to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I hope that you guys, appreciate that and just it takes two seconds of your time to make yeah. a difference in sarah's not but just in sarah's life, it, you but,
0: know
1: yeah so cool. follow us on twitter and instagram if you're not already and fuck what's the other thing
0: um, youtube yeah
1: <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> subscribe to us on youtube um, and follow us on spotify just, yeah it's all just my dignity and um, we don't have any numbers or anything on there or podcast or anything because we didn't think about it while we were doing it. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> just give us a follow, let us know if you've heard this episode. Also, quick shout out time, our three winners of our giveaway. Oh, yeah. I sent out all of their stuff. I was waiting for some extra stickers to come in so I only sent it out like three days ago from recording this. I've okay. sent them all messages though, they know, it's cool. Okay. Um, but I want to go do a shout out to Hannah, to Christian and to Vanessa. Like, thank Thank you so much for entering. We hope I hope you kind of like it. I know it's only something small, and it's mm-hmm. just some extra bits and stuff. So I hope that you like it. Um, our next giveaway will be when we reach a thousand followers on Twitter, a thousand followers on Instagram, we reach a hundred subscribers on YouTube, and a hundred subscribers on Spotify. Once we reach all four of those, that'll be yeah. our next giveaway, and it'll be something cool. We might do T-shirts. We might do like little tote bags we don't know yet we're just gonna
0: go with it we haven't got there yet but we're very excited when we get
1: there it's gonna be really exciting
0: yeah thanks everyone for the support again and yeah i keep doing a weird little dance but no one can see it it's (laughs) like my i'm excited but no one can see it because this is a podcast i always forget
1: (laughs) another thing when we get to all of those subscribers and followers and people like that we are going to do a trip me and amy are going yeah. to go down to hastings and we're going to go to the true crime the uk true crime museum and we'll make a vlog while we're down there we'll put it on our youtube a little we'll bit get of video content us. yeah yeah a little, we get to see us actually interacting with each other <laughs> in real life yeah and which is weird because i don't think we've actually like seen each other face to face for like
0: no not since a, like first year of uni when you yeah, came Yeah, like two years Oh my god, crazy. No, I've seen your mum more than you. I always see your mum when I'm home. <laughs> okay, Literally. so
1: we'll go down to Hastings, we'll do that, and we'll do a special episode where we do a like vlog version of it. Obviously, we'll okay. get it posted on Spotify and stuff as well, but we'll do a vlog version of it together on
0: yeah.
1: YouTube. Which would be fun. So, Yay. follow us, subscribe to us, get your friends to follow and subscribe to us, even if they don't listen. I don't care. Just get them to follow. I'm, I do care. Yeah, please Get listen. them to listen to us as well. <laughs> and yeah, that's it, I think. That's yeah. all of the special things. I'll let you go because you want to go and see your friend.
0: Yeah, but thanks everyone. And <laughs> yeah, thank you. See you later today and next week. Me Spe- Listen to you. Hit. Speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.
1: Bye.